Thanks for joining us for another God-inspired message from C3 Church Monash. Connect with us online at c3monash.org.au and we hope you enjoy today's message. Man, I love this church. Good. Yeah, you're a beautiful community. Do you know that? And if you're a um, guest here today, you've, you've really come into a family that will love you well. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty powerful. As we were worshiping, um, I just I, I the the feeling I had was a, a mixture of this great uh, joy, but also I just felt a bit of grief for some people here today. And um, Christmas can be a really wonderful time, but for some people it's a really hard time. And I just felt the Lord's heart for people. So. I don't, I'm not going to embarrass people by pointing people out that I know that maybe today is a bit of a difficult one. But can we just close our eyes for a moment? And maybe for you, this season's just been hard. Things with family. Things that you kind of wish had turned out different. beautiful thing about Jesus is we don't have to beg or grovel for him to come and somehow miraculously just make changes because that's not how our God works. He's not a genie. He's not this thing we have to beg for. But what he does promise us in the midst of any season we go through is his peace and his presence. So Lord Jesus, I just thank you right now for the peace and the presence of the Holy Spirit to be with each and every one of us. And where we are lacking in faith, where we are lacking in joy, where we are lacking, Lord, I pray that you would fill that gap. I ask this in your mighty name. King of kings and Lord of lords, Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. Beautiful. Well, we have a phenomenal worship team, don't we? And Angie's just like, I'll take over. You go be dad, which is exactly what we should be doing. I love our church. Yeah, our families and one another come first. Amen? Amen. You may be seated, you wonderful people. It's good. Well, uh, my message will be reasonably brief for us all because you have many things to do today. But I really do love dwelling around what this season means for us as a community. And um, before I share my message, I just thought I would congratulate again if they're here. I'm not sure if they are. The Davidsons here, Adrian and Diana. No. They, they had a big day yesterday. They renewed their vows after 25 years. And uh, I believe we may have some video content that we can just play a little bit of. But um, it was a pretty powerful time. It was the first time I've done this, actually, as a pastor, as being a part of someone renewing their vows. But 25 years, that's pretty significant. And I just want to encourage people that maybe next year, 
you're coming up to a significant milestone in your marriage, this is actually a really good thing to consider. It was a um, powerful moment of this couple, and we love them very dearly. So can we just again, I know they're not here, but let's make sure they know that we love them. And thank you, Chris, for taking all the photos and video. We'll show that content maybe another time. We'll send it out, the full video. But it's really cool. Good. All right. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. Isaiah 9, 6, the prophet of Isaiah, uh, seen into what he thought would be a time of rescue in his time, was actually 900 years he was ahead of his time awaiting for Jesus, our Messiah. But this is the promise of the Messiah, for a child will be born for us. A son will be given to us, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, and Prince of Peace. And I want to talk about this here this morning, that our Prince of Peace in our lives. Today we celebrate that Jesus is our Emmanuel, our God with us. We don't serve a God who is a deity far off that, again, we have to grovel to or uh, we have to somehow work through our stuff to get to Him. The great power of our Lord and Heavenly Father and our Messiah, Lord Jesus, is that He came to us. And in a lot of the religions of the time, the idea of a God coming to you is a very scary idea. For a God to come to you means look out. You're in trouble. They would spend most of their life appeasing the gods so that their crops would be okay, so that things would go all right in their world. And as soon as it didn't, it meant they had done something wrong with God. And if God were to turn up, they'd be in big trouble. But our Lord did not come to judge the world, did not come to condemn the world, did not come to destroy the world. He came to establish peace. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the great administrator of peace. He is the great organizer of peace. He is the great conductor of peace. His ways only lead to peace. He is the God of peace. The Prince of Peace comes with an invitation of genuine shalom, was the Jewish word. It was a holistic sense of peace with our God, a peace with ourselves, and a peace with with one another, our neighbours. And the Gospels reveal that this peace is an invitation, but it can only be received when we humbly submit our lives and say, you are king. Your kingdom come, your will be done. And Jesus, amongst all the other prophets, lived with this burden, a reality that they knew, that as much as they showed this way of peace, many people would not receive it. I think of the time in Luke where Jesus comes to Jerusalem. His time has come. He is moving towards the finality of what he has come to do through the cross and resurrection. And he looks to Jerusalem and he does not rejoice. He weeps. And he weeps because he knows 
that many, many people in Jerusalem would not accept his message of peace. They would continue to violently try to bring about their own peace to their own destruction. Seventy years later, the Roman government replied and annihilated the city. So we are left with this opportunity to receive peace. But to fully receive it, it means we have to say Jesus is king and his ways to peace will become our way of peace. Matthew 5 verse 9, Jesus said this, Blessings on the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. It's amazing. We're most like his kids when we are people who bring peace. Anyone sometimes terrible at bringing peace? (laughs) Sometimes as a parent, I want to bring my peace, and the only way I know how to do it is just like, be quiet. (laughs) You will do what I'm telling you, and we will have peace in our family, and we're going to love one another. (laughs) You better love each other, right? Girls, maybe a little bit. And I am humbly reminded again, it's not how we get peace. So many of us can live with this message. We, we live now 2,000 years beyond the coming of peace and we're still trying to establish this thing. And my prayer for us today is that we could just spend a couple of moments in prayer together, renew our hearts in Him, and allow His peace to become real within our lives. He's extending an offer again to us today. In what way do you need His peace? Is it with God? Do you feel a sense of frustration, hostility, anger towards God, that you know that you need to resolve here today, well, you'll have an opportunity. Maybe it's with ourselves, this sense of ill peace within us, a sense of frustration with ourselves. Well, today you can have His peace. Maybe with one another, a tension that's been building in your relationships that you don't know how to resolve, and the way that you will resolve it is humbly receiving Jesus and His way to peace. Maybe all three, if you're anything like me and human. But peace I leave you, my peace I give you. This is the promise of Jesus. So let's take a big breath and hold in for the next two hours while I unpack this. <laughs> Maybe you need peace with God. Colossians 1.19 says this. Can I just thank Addie? You are such a delight. I think I gave you all of these scriptures two minutes into worship, and you were amazing. So thank you, hon. For God was pleased to have the fullness, his fullness, dwell in him. Jesus, the true light, reveals the true perspective of the Father. And through him, to reconcile everything to himself by, ma- by making peace through the blood of his cross, whether things on earth or things in heaven. Once you were alienated and hostile in your minds, it's important we recognize it's not his hostility towards us, 
It's sometimes ours towards him because of our evil deeds. But now he has reconciled you by his physical body through his death to present you holy, faultless, and blameless before him. We'll skip to Romans 5 if that's okay. Therefore, since we have been declared righteous by trust, faith, belief in him, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Today, maybe you need to receive that peace with him. Maybe you feel far from him. Maybe you have questions around your relationship with him. Maybe you've been experiencing things that feel like unanswered prayer and it's created this sense of tension. You find it hard to connect with God. I believe today we can have a moment of reconciliation with our Father. He loves us. He has paved all the way needed to make reconciliation with him. So why don't you just close your eyes right now if you're comfortable If you're new and you've never done this, I promise no one's going to come and steal any of your belongings. Take a big breath. And if you need to have that moment with him, where you need to come close to him, it's not through your own strength, your own good works, your own behavior. It's purely through your trust in Jesus who's made a way. So, if that's you and you need to reconcile your walk with God here today, just say, Lord Jesus, I accept you as my King. Holy Spirit, I receive you now. I thank you that I am cleansed, I am right before God, Heavenly Father, come close. Thank you. Let the peace of God guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus here today. Maybe there's sin in your life that you've been holding on to, you feel so ashamed, why don't you just confess it to him now? Maybe there's disappointments in God that you have. It's okay, you can be real with him right now. Emmanuel, God with us, God is with us right now. Let his peace fill you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Maybe we need peace with ourselves. We all live imperfect lives. We have all done things that leave us with feelings of shame, disappointment. And this can lead us to struggle with forgiving ourselves. I've often found when God has asked me to forgive others, the hardest one to forgive is this guy. But we have the promise of peace here today. It's so important for you to live connected to this reality. So much of our issues that we live out of often stem from either a disappointment within ourselves or an abil- a, a, a desire to control others so that they don't make the same mistakes we did. 
and it leads to a terrible way of implementing peace. We have to have a sense of, of genuine love for ourselves. It says, love your neighbor as yourself. God is very much concerned about how you view yourself. Sometimes in our Christian way of unpacking, we, we do tend to focus that it is all about others, and it is. We have to love. But listen, you cannot genuinely, wholeheartedly others with this gap within who you are. And there's this beautiful story in the Gospels of, of a son who leaves his father, completely messes his world up until he realizes the only option he has is to go home. But he's so disappointed and disenfranchised with himself that he says, the only thing I can do is go back and just be a worker. He cannot fathom the idea of going back as a son. He's not worthy in his own mind. And he says, what I'll do is I'll go back and I'll tell my father how despicable I am and that I'm not worthy. And so he runs back home and before he can even get home, the father sees him, runs out and throws his arms around him. And I can imagine his son trying to push dad off. Have you ever felt the love of God for you and you've tried to just push it off because it's just too perfect? You feel so disconnected from the reality of what he's calling you and he's pushing the father away and he says, Father, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. And the dad just ignores him. He throws a cloak around him, restores the ring, restores the sandals, all the things that symbolize this is my boy. And maybe today you need to receive the forgiveness of Jesus Christ in your life. Other reasons we can be disconnected from ourselves is because of anxiety. We, we have this deep sense of ill peace within our lives. We are fearful of the future. We're fearful of what's happening now. And we're trying to control, 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 control. And I understand, listen, we have to acknowledge the pain that's within our lives. But sometimes we go one step further and try to control everything to avoid pain. And we live as people constantly walk, walking around on our own eggshells. Just making sure everything's okay. But Jesus promises us peace. In the moments as he led up to his crucifixion, he's sitting down with his disciples. And God bless them. They're wonderful men, but they're a little slow on the uptake at times. And, and, and he's finally trying to get them to see what he's been saying the whole time. But it finally dawns on them that Jesus is going. And they're freaking out, going, hang on, we've just given you three years of our lives. We've got nothing left. Where are we to go? And you're going, what are we going to do? And he sits them down. He says these beautiful things. He says, in this world, friends, you're going to have a lot of trial. I'm not inoculating you from pain. You can't control your circumstances so much that you can avoid the issues in life. But have faith. I've overcome the world meaning I am Lord, I'm still king. And then he said, peace I leave you, my peace I give to you. So do not be worried or afraid. So here today, before you go off into the many things that you're going to have to do, a lot of the things that come up with Christmas that can create a deep sense of anxiety and fear or frustration, all of those things, let's find peace. So again, would you close your eyes with me? If you need to let yourself go of the things, the things that have been frustrating to you, 
the way you've acted, things you're disappointed and ashamed of today, I want you to hand them over to God and receive His grace, His peace. If you're anxious, worried, many of us can have a deep fear around things like getting sick, things that happened in our past repeating today, let the peace of God that surpasses all understanding guard your heart and your mind in Christ. Come Holy Spirit, let your peace rest on us. And finally, really quickly, We're offered peace with one another. Ephesians 2 says this, For He is our peace, who made both groups one and tore down any dividing wall of hostility among us. In His flesh, He made of no effect the things that would divide us, so that He might create in Himself one new man, one new community, one new people, from two resulting in peace. The final outworking of God's peace of the Messiah that begins with our relationship with Him and then begins with this peace that we can have with ourselves is then to flow to others so that we can truly be peacemakers. Mark 9.50 says, Be at peace with one another. 1 Thessalonians 5.13 says, Be at peace among yourselves. Romans 14.19 says, Pursue what promotes peace, and what builds up one another. Perhaps this Christmas, this time where we get to be thrown into the wild experiment of social experiments called Family Christmas, where there's people you're so looking forward to seeing and others that you're so nervous about seeing, particularly after a few drinks. How can we promote peace? How can we take the peace that we have and release it through forgiveness, understanding? So finally, as we close, friends, let me pray for you that you would be carriers of peace. Maybe today is going to be an opportunity to release forgiveness to someone. That's good. Forgiveness and trust are a very different thing, by the way. When we forgive people, we don't necessarily immediately trust. Trust is earned and built over time. But forgiveness is something God asks us to give. And sometimes it's more for your benefit, trust me. So maybe there's a situation that you can think of. Maybe it was in the last few weeks of work where it was crazy and your boss was driving you mental or the people who work with you or for you, right now, just release forgiveness. Go into this season unhindered, holding nothing against others, for God himself forgave us. Father, I pray that you would cleanse and purify our hearts 
as we release forgiveness. I pray that you would help us to walk in the ways that lead to peace this year. May we be peacemakers, Father. I pray that you would grow us as a community to have long-suffering for people, to be a patient community that can hold up and bear with people, walk with people, have patience with people, and have peace for one another. Where there's any unforgiveness that's coming in this moment where we have come with our stuff, we pray, Lord, we just give it to you. We release forgiveness to others. That peace be in our homes, peace be in our hearts and our minds as we worship you. Amen. Amen. Well, be blessed. Be at peace. Have a wonderful Christmas. Great time with family. We as a church will be regathering in some of our home churches on the 14th. Not all of them will be back, so make sure you talk to your home church leader about that. And then we regather as a community on the 20th of Jan. I'm sure that you will all be having lots of time with family and friends getting out of Canberra. There will be lots of online content as we begin the year, just thinking through our devotion to Him. And it will be an amazing season ahead. You are such an amazing church. We are absolutely blessed to be able to come and just serve alongside you all. I pray that you have a phenomenal Christmas. Be at peace and be bringers of peace. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's message. If you have any prayer needs, email prayer at c3monash.org.au or connect with us online.